I'm Jake Nomchef, and you're listening to the Lamb Fan Podcast. All right, everyone. So thank you for tuning in to episode three, I believe, uh, of the Lamb Fam and Friends podcast. And so this is going to be the first one that we have where uh, last week we did a member spotlight. And then this week we are doing a coach's spotlight. And we're here with everyone's favorite coach, Rebecca Blackman. And so she's here. And so, yeah, we're just going to kind of let her introduce herself. And uh, we're just going to kind of take some time to talk and chat and, yeah, just talk about everything laminin and, and coaching. So, Rebecca, thank you. Hey, fam. <laughs> she's laughing right now because she's really nervous. See, I'll bear with her. She's going to do fine. I though. hate public speaking. <laughs> but we have coffee and we're good to go. So, yeah. Rebecca, why don't you tell us a little bit, uh, for those who don't know you, right, just a little bit about your background, where you're from, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so uh, I am 26. I was born in Jackson, Mississippi, and through college ended up in Alabama and found CrossFit, and yeah, here we are. So (laughs) you're from, hang on, so you grew up in Jackson. Yeah. Went to college where? At the University of Alabama. University of Alabama. Jake's favorite school. Yes, uh, War Eagle. Um, (laughs) So you went to Alabama. What did you major in at Alabama? So my first semester, I was a ballerina. I was a dance major. And then... Okay, hold up. We got to go into that. (laughs) Okay, so you were a ballerina. Yeah, so I actually never played any sports growing up. I was not athletic at all. I just danced all the time. I was a ballerina. And... So did you get, like, a scholarship or something like that to be a ballerina? Or did they have a ballerina school? Yeah, so I had to audition and got accepted into the program, but I got an academic scholarship but not a dance scholarship. Okay, gotcha. And you did that for a semester, is that what you said? Yep. Yep. Dance major for a semester, and then I realized I didn't love it as much as everybody else did. Uh, But I knew I could not sit behind a desk all day, so I found exercise and sports science, and here we are. So you did a, what, exercise science degree? Yeah. Right? If for my bachelor's. I also have a minor in French. No one knows that. I don't know why I have that. You have a minor in French? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Look at this. We're just a smorgasbord of talents here at Laminin. Um, I'm good so. at many things. I'm not great at any one thing. <laughs> that's why I like CrossFit. <laughs> exactly. She can teach you how to squat and then tell you how to do it in French. Yeah. So there you go. Um, okay, so minor in French, exercise science degree, and then you got a master's degree as well. Yes, uh, two in business management and sports administration. So you have two master's degrees, business management and sports administration. Administration. Yes. Okay, <laughs> all right. I really like school. Sometimes I'm sad I'm not still in school. I understand that. I've been there before. Yeah. I still am there. Yeah. I loved it. That's good. Lifelong learner. Um, so now tell me, what did – you did some internship stuff for your exercise science degree and sports administration and all that kind of stuff? Yep. So I worked in the weight room in Alabama for uh-huh. three years while I was in school. Okay. And so I actually used to think CrossFit was the stupidest thing on the planet because I did, like, strength and conditioning workouts. Like, first you squat and then you bench press and then, you know, like – yeah like that um but that was really cool because i worked with almost all the teams at alabama uh and that is where i met jake king who is actually a crossfit coach here in birmingham right um he interned with me there and he was a diehard crossfitter he finally converted me okay so 
and we'll get into that in just a second. <laughs> Let's hang, hang on. Okay, so <laughs> what teams – no, uh, that was my – what teams did you work with when you were doing some of that stuff at Alabama, you know, in, like, your undergrad and all yeah. that stuff? Yeah, um, so I worked with every team for at least a semester except football. Women are not allowed to work with the football team in Alabama, and I'm still salty about it. I'd be salty about that yeah. too. Got to bust through that Bullshit. glass ceiling. Come on. Um, so – what kind of thing? That's really cool. What mm-hmm. kind of things did you learn? Like, what kind? Of, just tell me about that experience. Like, what kind of stuff did you pick up? Did you learn? Yeah. Um, so going into, I still don't know how I got that internship because I had never worked out a day in my life. Like my idea of workout was like an hour on the elliptical, and that was it. And the first day I was in there, I had to do all these like tests just so that I could learn like testing protocol and whatever. But I had to do tests. And one of them was an overhead med ball throw. It was an eight-pound med ball, and I only threw it five yards. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was my first athletic experience. That's so great. Isn't that embarrassing? That's awesome. Uh, but I just learned, um, I mean, really everything I know now, I learned it there. Um, like program design, mm-hmm. implementation, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great experience. That's yeah. huge. So you found CrossFit through Jake King, mm-hmm. right? And so when he introduced you to CrossFit, like what did that look like? So we made a bet. I can't remember what it was even, but <laughs> I, I lost a bet, and his deal was I had to do a CrossFit workout. And so he made me do Murph, but I could not even do, like, a push-up or a pull-up. And I just remember doing strict pull-ups with, like, 13 bands trying <laughs> to get through <laughs> this workout. <laughs> and I was like, up until that point, I'm pretty – I guess I'm just kind of, like, naturally athletic. I mean, I'm not going to, like, you know, crush myself under a barbell or something. Uh, and that was the first time I'd ever, like, really struggled. And I was like, I'm going to have to do this again. This is not acceptable. And that's why I started CrossFit. Yeah, okay. And so started CrossFit, and that was back when you were, what, 21, 20, uh, Probably 20. Uh-huh. But I did two years. So I still had two more years that I just did CrossFit, like, in the weight room. Right. So I would say it was, like, a, I don't know, softer version of CrossFit. Yeah. And then after you graduated, right? Yep. Then I got a job at Iron Tribe Tuscaloosa. Mm -hmm. I was there for about two years. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that was more of an introduction to CrossFit, like true CrossFit. Right. Um, And then from there, I moved to Birmingham and started working at like a legit CrossFit gym. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. And now you're here with the Laminin family. Um, So, all right, cool. So you said that, like, before you had really found CrossFit or gotten to the exercise science, you know, stuff and all that, you had never really done anything active before, just the ballerina stuff. Yeah. Right? Real quick, (laughs) what – because I can't let this go. What what does the training and the practice and all that look like for someone who's being – trying to be a ballerina or – it's actually really intense. Like, oh, no, I believe it's it. It's not. I mean, it's totally opposite end of the spectrum from CrossFit. But, like, I would get out of school at 3.30. I would be at the dance studio by 4. And I would be there until 9 every night. Wow. Yeah. Um, just a lot of, like, long hours and doing the same stuff over and over and over and over. Like just practicing your routine yep. and stuff like that? Yeah. Wow. Um so have you been able to take any of that, like any of the stuff that you've learned? Like obviously probably the work ethic and stuff like that from doing that at a young age. Yeah. Probably helps, right? Yeah, I mean, of course there's, you know, like discipline and mental toughness and all that stuff. Uh, but as for like the actual athletic side, I think I'm more 
body aware right. than most people just starting out yeah. doing CrossFit. Mm-hmm. So that helped me a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless you're on your hands. Oh yeah, don't put me, right. don't turn yeah. me upside down. Okay. Do that. For those of y'all who don't know, Rebecca is also an athlete of mine through Welded Fitness. So. I, I'm pretty well aware of her <laughs> athletic uh, or the lack uh, accomplishments and yeah, what she can and cannot do. So, um, but yeah, she looks graceful doing everything else, just not walking with her hands. But we're getting there. We're getting there. I so. did five feet, y'all. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right, cool. So, talked about how you found CrossFit. Had anything like CrossFit before? Um, so, what do you think has been, uh, you know, the biggest thing you've been doing CrossFit now? I guess. We can say officially probably for about four years, right? What's like the biggest thing probably that you've accomplished since starting? Um, I think the biggest thing, not even necessarily just like physical fitness wise, but it puts me out of my comfort zone Mm. every single day. Yeah. But I keep on coming back. That's right. I guess that's good. Glutton for punishment. Yep. Yeah. Um, And then, so real quick, favorite movement in CrossFit. What is your favorite movement? power cleans really yeah i thought would handstand push-ups be a close second strict handstand strict handstand push-ups would be a close second yeah Yeah, that's right what about your least favorite movement oh anything where i am more than five feet off the ground right terrified of heights terrified so rope climbs rope climbs muscle ups muscle ups don't like being upside down and then also handstand walking (laughs) yes okay gotcha good all right, so you have been with CrossFit Laminin now for how long has it been? When did you come on and start working with us? Uh, I joined as a member in January, mm-hmm. and then I guess I probably started coaching like March. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. So uh, better part of a year now. Yeah. Um, and so, what's uh, one of the things that you like the most about CrossFit Laminin? Uh, my favorite thing, hands down, was just how everybody is so like accepting and welcoming for the most part. Some of y'all, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, we'll edit that out. <laughs> um, but coming into a new CrossFit gym is always like intimidating. You know, you never mm-hmm. know who you're going to meet, what you're going to see. Um, but I just remember like my first day of coaching, everyone was so nice and it was the easiest transition I've ever experienced. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, what, has kind of changed in your life like since starting CrossFit and finding all that and really just being you know the life of a coach is something I think that a lot of people are unless you do it you don't know you don't know what it's like right like people think oh I'm going to become a CrossFit coach so that I can just work out all day right and yeah exactly and what they don't tell you is that you end up working out less than anyone else on the entire planet because you're in the gym all day doing stuff all day and you know by the time it's you come around to like having energy and time for yourself you really just want to go home and like kick your feet up on the couch not be on your feet anymore and so you know talk a little bit um this is kind of off the script but just talk a little bit about how you kind of find the balance between being a coach and also you know you're someone who has competitive aspirations right in the sport to want to like you know get out there do some competitions individual team you know you guys have already done some of that stuff Um, So, yeah, how do you kind of, like, balance both of those things? Um, Yeah, so I was really, really bad at that for, like, a year. And kind of like what Jake was just talking about, I was doing, like, really good if I would work out, like, twice a week. It just wasn't happening. So the biggest thing I've learned is that, like, whatever you're doing, 
whatever you're part of, you really have to take the time and prioritize yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not selfish. Right. Um, and so for me, that looks like telling people no. Like, mm-hmm. you know, no, I don't have time to do X, Y, or Z because that's my time to work out. Yeah. And I'm right. sorry, but, you know. Um, so, yeah. And then for me personally, I have to work out before I coach because mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to do it after I coach. Yeah. So. Right. And that's, um, I mean, a couple things there. One, I think that, you know, whether it be in coaching or anything, you do have to be able to tell, you know, you have to be able to set healthy boundaries, right? Healthy guidelines and, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? And so if you're not taking care of yourself and just doing some self-care and stuff like that, time to rest and recharge and just making sure really at the end of the day that you have your priorities in line, right? So that, I have, like, the perfect scenario because you're my coach and my boss. Mm -hmm. So Jake is really good at being, like, I noticed you didn't work out yesterday. (laughs) Oh, God, okay, I'll I'll do two today. (laughs) And that's not because I mandate my coach's life. It's just because I know she has priorities that she wants to meet, and so we need to keep on track for that. But, but yeah, so, you know, and I think it helps really also when you do have those priorities – you know what they are, you can, it makes it easier to tell people, you know, even if you don't, you don't even have to word it as being like, I don't have time for that. You should be like, that's not a priority for me right now. Yeah. Right. And just being like, I, I know what I'm going after and I can't really let yeah. anything else get in the way of that. That's the biggest thing I've learned. Right. Yeah. You have since, to be able to say yeah, no. started coaching. Yeah. Um, and so, well, that, that's cool. So how has your life kind of changed since finding CrossFit in general? My life has changed I can like it's a whole different life I don't know like when I was in college I never would have thought I'd be coaching CrossFit uh so not only my like profession has Mm -hmm. you know evolved uh but also like my friends and my family like I don't have friends that don't work out (laughs) (laughs) mostly in this gym uh (laughs) And that's just because, you know, kind of like what we're saying, like, if you don't do it, you don't understand. Mm. It's really hard to explain to people who don't do fitness in general, like, why I spend three hours in the gym every day. Yeah. So, like, it now dictates my friends, my free time, everything. Yeah. It's just where you are. Yeah. Right? It's just, like, yeah. It's going to be the people that you see while you're in here and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, well, cool. Um, so, what about... Uh, how has your life changed since coming on at Laminin and being part of the Lamb Fam? I enjoy my job. <laughs> That's the biggest thing, honestly. Like, I can honestly say that I don't think I've had a day so far where I'm like, ugh, I really don't want to go coach today. Yeah. And that's a really good feeling. Yeah. And that's always just, just because of the people that we have here. Oh, because yeah. they're, yeah. yeah, like she said, some of y'all, you know, <laughs> you need to, you need to be, have a little bit more of a teachable spirit, but Do better. The, the, the rest of y'all, y'all are killing it and make it fun <laughs> for us to No, that's 99%, probably 99.9% of the people that, that are here. So that's awesome. Um, so when we talk about like being a coach full time, right? Like you're, uh, the only full time coach other than myself that we have at Laminin. Like, what's the most difficult part and just kind of aspect and, like, lifestyle in general of being a coach, right? Like, I want to kind of just, like, pull the curtain back for people and just let them kind of enter into the life of, like, a coach for a little bit. Yeah. Um, So, like, lifestyle-wise, the hardest thing is that it's just weird hours Mm -hmm. and, like, holidays and stuff are kind of non-existent. Because if you think about it, like, people who have regular jobs, 
they want to work out before work and after work. So we have early mornings and late nights, but then like the middle of my day is usually open. Right. Um, and then holidays, like, you know, labor, like, I don't know, the day before Christmas. Yeah. Most people get, you know, multiple days off. Um, but you guys aren't at work, so you want to be working out. So the gym is always open. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's different uh, days and hours and stuff like that. Right. And the coach's life is, it's, <clears throat> there are great benefits to it. And then there are just also things, just like with any job, that's just going to be like, well, it kind of comes with the territory, yeah. right? Like, yeah. great thing about being a coach, you get to come to work in shorts and T-shirt yes. every day, yes. right? The bad part about being a coach is that, like you said, you're going to be up really early in the morning, and you're going to be around pretty late in the evening, yeah. right? And during the middle of the day, it's dead. Yeah. And you just, you know, kind of fill your time with whatever, you know, if you have energy, you work out <laughs> and kind of kind of go from there. Um, so what about just like the most satisfying part of being a coach, right? Like, and let's go back. Um, let's do this first. Like when you got out of school, okay, and you were looking for a job, right? What was the kind of, I guess, just the driving force behind you wanting to go into like the coaching profession and like CrossFit and fitness? Um, I'm going to be totally honest. The only reason I got a job at Iron Trap was because my best friend was a coach at Iron Trap. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I really didn't think at that point in my life, like, I had been um, so committed to dancing for, like, you know, 20 years. And then all of a sudden I wasn't dancing anymore. So I really didn't know, like, what I wanted to do. And um, I'm kind of, like, book smart. So everybody was like, oh be a doctor, be a whatever. When she says kind of book smart people, she made a 36 on her ACT. So that's a perfect <laughs> score. So y'all write that down. All yeah, right. but like, and then everybody's like, oh, she's going to be a brain surgeon. Like, no, actually I'm not. I'm just going to coach CrossFit over here. Uh, so I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew um, that I enjoyed working out. And so I was like, well, I guess I'll give it a try and kind of see where I go. Um, and I was in grad school at the time that I was working at Iron Tribe. So it was kind of just like a filler thing for right. me in my head. And then uh, I kind of fell in love with it. Never, never stopped. Never stopped. Never yeah. looked back. And so what would you say now that you've been in it for a while? You've kind of really, you know, um, I mean, four years is not a short time to be in a profession by any means. Yeah. So what's like have you found over those past four years that is the most satisfying part of being a coach? Uh the best part of being a coach is hands down whenever like people that I'm coaching achieve something mm -hmm. uh that makes it really easy to come to work every day uh and that's obviously the most glamorous part there's you know harder parts too but I love watching people meet their goals or get excited because they got their first pull up or you know whatever that's the best part yeah without a doubt well all right, I'm trying to think of some other questions we can ask when talking. Is there anything specific that you want to say to the Lamb Fam community? Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> that was that was sweet and gentle. <laughs> That's good. Um, what was I going to say? Okay, so your plans for you for the future, right, in yes. terms of like, yeah, just what are your plans competitively as an athlete and then um, maybe coaching-wise and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, what does that look like? Well, coaching-wise, I told Jake I'll work for him until I die or until I can't walk anymore. <laughs> I can't coach. I can't walk. So <laughs> I guess that'll be the end of my career. Um, and then 
athlete wise, uh, you know, we're just I'm gonna putting her. I'm putting her on the spot, people, <laughs> because we need her to commit to doing a competition as an individual. She's trying so. to make me say it out loud. I just love my team, <laughs> but I do need to. I'm gonna. I am going to branch out of my comfort zone, and I'm gonna do an individual competition. That's I'm right. Because she tells all of our athletes every day to break out of their comfort zone, and so she needs to practice what she preaches Yikes. and break out of her comfort zone. That's so she's going to be doing a couple individual competitions that we're going to try and shoot for. And then, yeah, why don't we talk about that real quick? What, uh, how has the dynamic been uh, between being one thing, and we are going to have on the podcast one day, we're going to have on the goof troop, that we call them, <laughs> uh, which is Rebecca and Carrie Tedesco and Ashley Walters, um, which they all three just happen by some <laughs> act of God to be uh, my athletes. And Lucky so um, anyways, we are going to have all of them on at one point in the future, but kind of as a preclude into that i don't even know if that's a word but i think it is um you know how has it been being a welded fitness athlete over the past how long have you been with me now a year and a half we started on july 19th uh, i don't know why i, I know, know that but that's, that either. <laughs> that's when we that's started crazy it's the day so my been, life changed so a, a year and like a couple <laughs> a year months. and a couple months a yeah. year and a couple months okay so between that and like um you know having the job as a coach and all that kind of stuff just uh yeah talk a little bit about that experience of being a welded fitness athlete and kind of how individual programming versus like you know group training and all that kind of stuff let's kind of just yeah dive into that a little bit okay so basically here's what happened me and <laughs> ashley went to this little competition in the middle of nowhere alabama and we won so we were like ooh we're hot shit, we need a coach, all right? So <laughs> we find, Jack, I don't even know how we found you, like online maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and Jake's like, okay, let's meet at Starbucks. So naturally, Ashley and I go to the wrong Starbucks. <laughs> and we're walking around asking all the men in the room, are you Jake? <laughs> and everyone's like, no. This is such a perfect representation <laughs> of the coach-athlete relationship right here. Uh, so finally, we show up at the right Starbucks like 30 minutes late, and we're like, uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing Jake says to us is, I just want you to know, just because you won a local competition doesn't mean you're a good athlete. And we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> if and you're trying to sell someone on your coaching services, that's probably <laughs> not the route you want to take. I don't remember saying that, but I have no doubt. It's ingrained that I said in it. my brain. Uh, so our relationship with Jake is a lot like that every single day. <laughs> you know, like I'm like, oh my god, that's the best snatch I've ever done in my life, and he's like, oh, that looked like shit. Do it again. Like, okay. <laughs> Those are not my exact words. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty close. Uh, and so. It's really cool for me to be in a place where, like, I have somebody who keeps me on track. Like, I don't know what I'd do without you, Jake. I really don't. You're, just, <laughs> you're the glue holding me together. Uh, but as far as, like, I don't even remember what the question was. Uh, I decided just about, to tell that story. Well, let's talk about, so you guys, you know, I think at Lamont it's a unique situation in the sense that we have – People here who do, oh, yeah. you know, we have like a small group of people. I wouldn't say yeah. it's a large group of people, but we probably have like, let's say five or so people that, you know, want to compete at a really high level, yeah. right? And like, they want to kind of take their game up to just, 
you know, something to where it's a lot more structured, a lot more regimented, all that, because they're not just coming in the gym every day for health and wellness, right? right? Like they're coming in the gym every day for performance. And those two things are not always the same. And so with us being in that kind of situation, like just what are some of the differences, I guess, in terms of like, how should someone know whether or not, I guess, individual coaching is right for them as opposed to like group training? Because I think a lot of people see you guys doing, you know, individual programming, all that kind of stuff. And then they just kind of think, well, I want to do that. But maybe that's not the route that they should go. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Um, so um, this is hard for me because I, I started at a place where I probably didn't need it. I probably should have just gotten better at CrossFit before I got a coach. But I wouldn't say that. Um, I feel like if you are just here – to work out and, you know, surround yourself with, you know, friends and family and, you know, spend the best hour of your day here at the gym, then all you need is to come and do a class workout. And side note, our class workouts are miserable uh, in the best way. <laughs> but they're so much fun. There's so no, if you I mean, like that, it, please come. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> bad um, but so if you – I think even coming here to Lamin and, like, just doing the classes – is going to make you an above average athlete. Right. Um, and so moving forward from there, like you really have to ask yourself how bad, if you, like, if you think you want to go and be a competitive athlete, then maybe you should go and do a competition first, first mm-hmm. of all, um, just to kind of see where you're at. And then you really have to ask yourself, like, what am I willing to sacrifice yeah. if this is what I really want? So right. like for us, like, Ashley and Carrie are my best friends because we hang out at the gym every day. Mm-hmm. I don't see them outside the gym much because we don't go out. We don't eat. You know, like, you know, we weigh and measure all our food. So that's a – most of the time. That's, <laughs> that was a little lie. Uh, but, no. you know, it's a it's like a life of sacrifice. I, I, you know, go home and go straight to sleep. Like, I don't stay up late. It's, you know, not going and grabbing dinner with friends because you can't – eat that way it's just stuff like that so yeah. like before you commit to having a coach and paying the money and whatever uh you got to get your like priorities straight sure. yeah i think that's huge and like just so kind of again peek behind the curtain of like my own fitness right now like i've gone the route of having an individual coach this was a long time ago hey I mean, just in was, case y'all didn't know jake's been in the crossfit games that's 18 not times. that's not true at all um <laughs> Jake did CrossFit when no one else was doing CrossFit, so he got to experience a lot of things only because no one was doing it. And so I've done the route with an individual coach before, and my lifestyle back then was drastically different. Like, and it was just like what Rebecca was talking about. You don't see all the little things that kind of have to go into making sure that you're getting the extra five, ten percent out of your performance, out of your fitness, right, on a day-to-day basis. And it's not just doing those things for a week and being consistent with them. It's doing those things for months and for years and being consistent with them. Um, and now I'm in a place where it's probably the exact opposite. Where now I'm lucky if I can work out four times a week and I every time when I work out now I'm doing nothing but the class workouts because that's exactly what I need to maintain a good base of fitness and of health and allow me to continue to stay healthy and enjoy life and at the same time manage that with all the extra energy that I'm having to put into chasing around my athletes to making sure they're doing their work (laughs) and running a successful business with a gym and so 
you really do just kind of have to weigh uh, just your priorities and just in terms of like what you're willing to sacrifice, what you're willing to put into it. And a lot of people think that they want to do something really cool, like go to the CrossFit Games or go to a sanctional or something like that. And then they get into it and about, mm, I bet average is probably most people make it four to six months if they're lucky. And then they realize, you know what? I'm not seeing the quick results that I thought I was going to get. And this is going to be something that's going to take me years to accomplish. And I'm not ready to make that kind of sacrifice and that kind of commitment. Right. So that's just some, some food for thought there for any of you guys who are kind of on the fence about that or have questions about it and so on and so forth. So you got anything you want to add to that? Um, Jake's still fitter than me. That's, that's totally not true. Um, our class workouts are hard, though, so there you go. Um, all right, cool. So I can't think of anything else. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on today to our podcast. Thanks, Jake. If you guys see Rebecca in the gym, you need to tell her that she did an amazing job on the podcast and that you really hope that she'll take the time to come back on uh, because she did, and she was really nervous about it but we made it through. My mouth got so dry. That was so good. Um, And we will have her back on with, like I said, the Goof Troop. They'll be back on here um, sometime down the road. And uh, I'm sure there will not be a lack of radio radio silence uh or well actually i'm sorry there will be no radio silence <laughs> when all three of them are in the room Give talking the people what so they want, that's right it'll be good but guys we really appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to this this is rebecca blackman and jake Namshef, and we're gonna go ahead and sign off there you guys have a great day and thanks for listening bye fam